Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliet. And I'm Jessen. Today we'll be reviewing Halfway to the Grave, the first in Janine Frost's Night Huntress series. Before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom and join our closed Facebook group, The Swoon Zone. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, where we have extra content, including exclusive episodes and give away free stickers, books, and bookmarks. Also, a special shout out to our patrons who we love and adore and appreciate so, so much. Okay, Jessen. So I have something I want to chit chat before we dive into this amazing paranormal. Um, July 3rd, Disney. Hamilton is coming. <gasps> yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm so excited because so excited. that was one of the things I really wanted last year whenever um Hamilton um yeah. the national tour came through New Orleans. New Orleans I really yeah. wanted to watch it. I know but I wasn't able to and it was such a bummer. I know. It's something that I really wanted to do. I love the theater. Me and too. <laughs> I'm so excited that I at least get to experience it. Like I've been wanting to watch this play for ever. Me so, too. Oh my god. That's going to be I think amazing. we were obsessing over it probably a year ago even. Um Yes. You know what happened um is whenever I used to bring my little sister to Aubrey. school mm-hmm. and <laughs> Aubrey Aubrey started playing Hamilton music for me in the car and I was like you listen to this? And she's like, yeah, we listened to it at school. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I love yeah. it. And, like, I was just so excited that she was, like, listening to, you know, the play soundtracks, like, in general. Um, right. I like to try to keep my younger sisters, <laughs> you know, well-rounded. And yes, it just, like, totally. I was so excited. I was like, yes. I was like, you can play Hamilton every single morning. Like, please yes. do. And so we were talking about it. Um, I was like, Aubrey's, Aubrey likes Hamilton. I was like, this is great. I you know? know, she's like, you know, she was probably like 10 or 11 at the time. I know. But anyway, like, I know Kevin's like obsessed because he's a history teacher. And so he loves the history and of course, the yes. music and everything behind it. And so we're, we've been like huge fans forever. But um, I'm like, Disney Plus, you are kicking ass, kicking ass right yes. now. <laughs> like I would, I would do Disney Plus subscription just so I could watch this. Like if I oh. didn't already have oh, it. Yeah. I would I would get it just so that I could watch Hamilton. Yeah, absolutely. I want them to put Wicked on now. I know. Like, what else are y'all going to get on stage? <laughs> I love Wicked. I I've seen it way too many times, though. <laughs> yeah, I've I've seen that <laughs> one live. You know what, though? It really makes me just looking at theater and stuff. It makes me miss the theater because you know I'm into community theater a lot here. Yes. Um, yes. and we had to, of course, cancel the spring musical. And then um, I was assistant directing Cat on a Hot Tin Roof with, um, you know, our director. And that was going to be the summer play. And of course, it got postponed. But I just like, I love Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. I love Tennessee Williams, like everything. I would love to do Streetcar Named Desire at some point. I just, his Mm -hmm. work is so profound, you know. And I just love that we have community theater and I through you know hanging out with you mm-hmm. I've seen a lot more plays you know than yeah. I probably would have um just because it's so easily accessible and yeah. I just really love it and I've I, I just love going those are like the funnest nights Yay, I love, love music I, I need to I, I love having that creative outlet for our community and our you know local talent you know what I mean it's just exactly. cool. very cool it is cool and it's like a family affair for y'all. So. Oh, yeah. Definitely for us, all our kids. Well, except for Noelle, my daughter, who is the most, like, drama queen in the entire house, does not like to be on stage. She's whatever. <laughs> She's like me. Uh, <laughs> like, don't look at me. But uh, whatever. Yes, <laughs> yes, so. yes. All right, you guys. Well, let us dive into this amazing paranormal by Janine Frost. Guys, this, this has been... A journey because Halfway to the Grave is my first Janine Frost novel. Is it your first one? No, I've actually read Once Burned. Once Burned. Oh, yes. That's yes, the yes. title. I yeah. You did tell me. That. Yes, yes, yes. Which Once Burned is um, it's its own it's its own series, but it's in the same mm-hmm. world. Um, the Night Huntress series is pretty much like the beginning of this huge world that Janine Frost opens up. And um, so I have been recommended this book 
so many times. Everyone's like, oh, you loved Kate Daniels. You love Charlie Davidson. Yeah. Like, you're going to love um, Night Huntress. You're going to love Cat and Bones. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, okay. So finally, I picked this up. And as soon as I finished this one, I immediately picked up the second <laughs> one. I'm now seven books deep into this world. <laughs> um, <laughs> in the span of a week and a half, wow. um, I read four books in the Cat and Bone series. And then I took a break and I read um, some other new releases. And then I jumped right back into the world. Yeah. And it's just, it it has a hold on me. It has yes. a hold on me. Yes. Picking myself for not picking it up sooner um, because it has been recommended to us for a long time. So, but now I'm on board. Hello. I'm just like, oh, Jessen. It gives me, it's like, it's like you told me, it gives me all the feels we got like when we first read like Vampire Academy, those older paranormal series that are just like Mm -hmm. action packed and like intense characters and, you know, hot romance. Like it's, it's awesome. I just find that, um, because it's so funny we say like oh this is like older style paranormal romance and we mean like 10 years ago not like super old or anything but (laughs) um around the time when the first swing of paranormal was like really hitting it popping it whenever Mm -hmm. i was um just becoming an avid romance reader it was the time of twilight the time of vampire academy like you said all of that all that good ya that you know was pretty much my gateway into um true romance um right the style is like you said very action-packed the world is very fleshed out Mm -hmm. and i feel like there's a there's a whole nother level of character development that was happening during this time Mm -hmm. of writing paranormal romance and it's not even just the main characters because like i said I was so invested in not only Cat and Bones, who are the main characters of the series in this book, but the side characters who are introduced. There's oh, some yeah. introduced in, in this one, and there's also, like, in the next one, you meet even more. And it's just, it's so good and compelling. It's rich. And, it's rich. Oh, you know, it's very, very rich, rich and deep. She's a genius at character building. And t- to me, we've talked about that over and over again. That is essential and a great storyteller, you know? Yes. I definitely feel like she has a gift for making these characters, even if they have very limited, you know, page time, they feel very fully realized. Yeah. You know, I mm-hmm. have a clear image of who they are, like within the first, you know, few pages of meeting them, which is amazing. I mean, that's what I look for in my in in the in the romances that I'm like, those are my favorite of all time. It's mm-hmm. because I have such a clear picture of who these characters are, what right. their motivations are, that, you know, they don't just slip away from me a week after reading and being like, wait, yeah. what was the what main was that? character's name again? <laughs> exactly. You know, it could be a very good book, but like yeah. they'll just slip my mind. But That's these characters, true. oh mm-hmm. my God, you know, you know? So I guess before we dive into spoiler section, I'll talk about our main characters a little bit more in detail. So this is the Cat and Bone series, as I like to call it. And <laughs> we're introduced in the beginning to Cat, who is a half-breed. She's half-vampire, half-human. And her mother was assaulted by a vampire. And her mother told her of her heritage mm-hmm. whenever she was experiencing these mood swings and these, you know, this, these abilities were popping up around the time she turned like 15 and 16. And so her mom had to inform her what was going on. Um, she has like increased strength. She like can feel power of like other supernatural beings and her eyes um, glow green whenever she feels like intense emotions. And so she's made it her mission to go seek out vampires and kill them because all vampires are evil, according to her mother. This is what she's been taught, and she wants to seek out vengeance um, for her mother. This is what she's been doing. She's been moonlighting as this, like, vigilante, going to bars and (laughs) entrapping these vampires and killing them. So, one night, she picks her mark. She's like, this guy is a power like whoa i have not felt this level of power ever you know and it kind of throws her off because she goes and you know she has her routine and they kind of live in like backwoods nowhere she has a routine this small little bar goes up to this vampire with you know ton of power and 
uh, says her line and he just kind of like waves her off and be like, yeah, 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 go, go over there. And she's just like so <laughs> thrown off by it. And so her routine's off. Yeah. And so this is Bones and um, Bones immediately pegs her for something like he knows like oh this is this is an act but let's see where it goes and he is interested to see what she will do and it does not work out well for her no so they they form this uneasy alliance and we'll talk more in detail about what that entails but they definitely it's this book is an enemies to lovers romance oh y'all and so good Phenomenal, you know, yeah. enemies to lovers is one of my favorite ones, mm-hmm. and it's just absolutely amazing. I love it. They butt heads. Bones mm-hmm. is hilarious. Cat is just I love <laughs> her. She's a hot mess around bones, but she's a hot mess. She's a badass, but she's a hot mess, and yes, I love it. Exactly I love it. She's you know, exactly I don't that. like. I don't, you know, need my characters to be perfect and no. have everything figured out. Mm-hmm. So that's Kat was definitely in, endearing to me because, you know, she, Absolutely. she's a little baby. She's trying, baby she's trying to be the supernatural realm. Yeah, let's talk about, let's get into the spoiler uh, section. Okay, guys, now we are in the spoiler section and it's time to break down this book. All right. So first of all, Jessen, you kind of... um got everybody up to speed they first meet in the bar and she's been killing vampires since she was 16 um and we yes. should probably give a little bit of background she was basically there was like a 22 year old guy named danny who was flirting with her and, and took advantage of her and took her virginity um he did not rape her but it was sort of a coerced on a younger girl you know sort of thing and and so it was a bad experience then he was just like afterwards he was kind of done with her and she was so angry she went out and started killing like that was her first night she killed a vampire you know and right. um and that sort of became her sole goal was to be this vampire killer and of course that all stems back to her at, i feel like Kat's internal conflict is very, very tied into her mother being raped by a vampire. Right. And also the way that the way that she grew up. Right. So her and her mother live with her grandparents and her grandparents are ultra religious. Yeah. Um, you know, they're very anti demonic and, you know, they even look down on um on Kat's mom for getting pregnant, you know, out of wedlock. It's a big right. thing for them. Right. And a big thing for the town too, because, you know, that's, they always whisper about, Oh, Kat's going to be like the mom, whatever. Yeah. And that like really hurts Kat. And so she's always trying to just please people in, it's just like never really enough. And we'll get more into this later, but her relationship with her mother kind of breaks my heart. It does. Um, yeah, it does. And because she feels like this is a way to connect with her mother is to go and kill these vampires on, you know, on behalf of her mother to like avenge what happened to her but, mother. But it's like never enough. Yeah. It's never enough because her mom's always talking about you know, vampires are demons. They're pure evil. But Kat's half a vampire. You yes. know what I'm saying? So so yes. much things going yeah. on. She's, she's and, doing and she's doing this sort of like passively saying you have to make sure you don't become evil like them. You have to keep killing them, you know. Yeah. And so it's like Kat is literally fighting her own demons by killing other vampires, like, you know. She's doing penance for something she had no control right. over. Right. Um, but it's because she loves her mother and, you know, she wants to she wants to, you know, make her mom proud. So they have, there's that all going on. And, you know, she doesn't have any training. And what she knows about vampires is just what her mom told her, that one encounter that her mom has had with a vampire. So, I mean, she's operating on very limited Yeah, she's fashioning her own stakes. And she does, so this is her routine, guys. So basically, she picks up a vampire at a bar. She makes sure, she pretends she got left restrained there so that he has to drive, right? Knowing that he's going to drive her out into the woods. She pretends to run helpless from him until he catches her and then he she kills him, you know, because um, mm-hmm. she's like completely ready and has this all mapped out. Right. Well, so. she she's, you know, playing the seductress and whenever they lean over to, you know, 
um, their eyes glow green whenever they're feeling intense emotion. And right. Cass just like, yeah, they're getting ready to bite me and kill yeah. me and rip out my throat. So I'm going to stake them before they have, you know, a chance to do that. So she catches them by surprise because, right. you know, they think that they're having this, you know, easy meal, this easy mm-hmm. meal right there for the for the taking. And then all of a sudden she whips out this steak. Right. And um, she just discovered by chance that actually it was silver that um, yeah. – that actually kills vampire you need a silver stake um but she does hide it like it's wrapped around in wood so that it looks innocuous so Mm -hmm. that the vampires that they do see it they're like oh wood can't hurt me but they don't they don't realize that it's it's um, just you know, wrapped around silver, which and, does kill and, him. So she's just then, gotten lucky so far. She's exactly. gotten <laughs> extremely lucky. Um, for the past six years, well, not six years, because when did her and Danny date? It was she was sixteen, and she's twenty two now. Okay, okay, yeah. She's basically had a terrible experience with a guy. Yeah, <laughs> who says like he loved her, or whatever. She yeah. had a terrible first first um experience. Yeah, um, I think she's a little so, a little socially awkward as well, just because she doesn't have any friends. You know, and she doesn't spend time with friends. She's she just doesn't. you know out you know killing vampires, and of course. This all brings us to the night she meets Bones and she tries her routine, like you said, and it does not pan out. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so Bones brushes her off, basically saying, I'm here to meet someone maybe later. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what I thought too? Whenever she's describing her outfit that she that she put on to, you know, yeah. seduce the vampires, I'm just like girl, you, you are like really going, you know, all out with this like over the top, like yes. plunging neckline, yes. huge hair kind of thing. Like it's very obvious that right. you're there to seduce someone. Like she's not being right. subtle at all. Um, <laughs> she, she doesn't have an experience in with this type of thing. So, I mean, of right. course, Bones pegs are just being like, oh my God, okay, desperate, go away. You and know I what love I'm his little smirk. Like he's like, because she says, you want to fuck or something like that. Yes. And she even, she <laughs> is so like, and he goes uh i'll come back to you yes later you know and he just kind of gives her a smirk and walks off oh what happens she goes to the bar another vampire enters and she doesn't see bones and so she's like well this vampire is as good as you know i'll get him and then i can get the other one later but she's like thrown off her game because she hasn't felt like power from another vampire like bones has right and so basically she pulls off her usual routine with this new vampire that waltzed in and Mm -hmm. um she ends up by killing him so that's like um, all in a day's work and she goes into the bar and there's no there's no you know more powerful vampire in there so she's like oh well goes home and (laughs) you know goes to sleep and everything is normal and then the next night whenever she goes Goes back to you know do it all again guess who's there (laughs) you're ready to shag he's like all right i'm ready now i'm ready now and she's all like oh my god like she's thrown off again because she's like she's never had you know all the vampires that she's approached, they've been all seedy right. and, you know, gross, leering at her. Yeah. And Bones' approach is so different. And she just so. <laughs> and he's, he's seriously like, yeah, hot. Let's in the car. <laughs> like, yeah, let's go here. And, and he's she, like, you like, drive. Okay. No, you're going to drive. You're going to drive. Yes. And so she's yes. like, okay, she has her stake on her right leg in her like boot or whatever. She's like, how am I going to get that out without him seeing it? He's going to be sitting on that side. You're like, I've never done this before. So everything is like thrown for her, you know? Yes. Everything's going wrong. (laughs) Everything is going wrong. (laughs) And of course, you as the reader completely know that Bones is onto her. Oh, yes. That she is not fooling him at all. That she that he is literally playing along to see what she does. Yeah. <laughs> like when they stop and they started, she's like, um, he's like, well, take your clothes off, you know, whatever. She goes, well, you take yours off too. Like, <laughs> just like yes. she's stalling. Yes. And he just like whips himself out. It's so funny. It is the funny. It is funny. Scene. It is funny. It's like very comical. Oh, and long story short, she realizes that she's been had yeah. and Bones knows all out. about it mm-hmm. that he knocks her out. And she wakes up in this cave <laughs> in the middle of nowhere um, with Bones. And he 
basically said, like, you know, I watched you. You killed the guy that I was going to meet that night. Like, I needed information. I'm on a mission, okay? And you killed this guy. And what are you? What's going on? Like, mm-hmm. and so Kat's like, I'm a, I'm a half-breed. And he's like, interesting. And mm-hmm. they they discover, well, Bones discovers that he can use cat's routine to his advantage because bones is this type of bounty hunter and he's looking for these vampires that have a connection to this like seedy thing that's going on in the vampire community and he's not giving cat very much information but he's like hey you can be of use to me i won't kill you you know but you definitely need to learn because you have no idea about vampires right and she like thinks she knows everything she's like oh i know y'all are all evil and he's like yeah sure whatever let's get past this that goes on for a while but thankfully what i was glad was over time she did see realize okay they aren't all evil you know and um he gave her a different perspective. It was definitely not like a, oh, she hung out with Bones and then all of a sudden she realized. It was a not struggle for her. It was. It was it a was. struggle it was. It for her to come to terms with. And I thought that that was brilliant too because the way the environment that she grew up in, um, getting hammered with the, you know, evil and fire and brimstone mm-hmm. type of stuff. I mean, that's hard to shake, you know, even right. whenever you're presented with evidence to the contrary, it's still very hard right. to shake. And she also felt like she was betraying her mom, you know, um, it, was, it was very nuanced. It was amazing. I it loved was. all it of it. It was so well done. So we but- Cat does have some immunity to um, bones because bones can like mesmerize people. Well, vampires in general can. And he tries whenever he, they're experimenting in the cave and he's like, come to me. And she's like, no fucking way. And he's like, interesting. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. I love, I love how they play off of each other. And basically cat challenges bones and being like, you know, well, let's do some hand to hand combat. And if yeah. I beat you, then like, I get to walk away free or whatever. And then if you beat me, fine. I'll do whatever you want. And Bones is so intrigued. I love this scene because you can immediately tell that Bones is like, oh, she's something different. I've never come across a girl like this. Totally fascinated. Totally fascinated. Um, I love to. So before he starts the training with her, before they kind of broker a deal, he asks her, you know, when she's still like chained up and if she's if she knows about, um, you know, women that have been young women that have been going missing in that area or whatever. And she knows a few. She's like, you know, I guess no more than normal or something. And he, yeah, nothing like, unusual has been reported like, in the area. It's like, okay, you know, I'll let you go, but you're going to partner with me and help me. There's there's something bad going on and I need to know. So that's when he takes her to the graveyard to uh, meet Winston. She has to go and talk to Winston. For some reason, Bones doesn't want to talk to the um, ghost Winston, who happens. It reminds me so much of um, what's his name in um, Dorinda Jones series. Charlie Davidson? Yeah, the Charlie Davidson series. What's the guy who knows all the names of everybody who's died? Oh, Rocket. 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 Yes. Winston Remind. Well, they're not the same kind of person (laughs) at all. But um, No, not at all. (laughs) But just that talent I thought was really cool. So, yeah. So so they head to the graveyard. She does, Which, Bonus, of course, doesn't tell her it's a ghost that she's going to be contacting until they get there. And she's carrying moonshine because apparently she has to bribe the ghost with moonshine to come out. And so, you know, of course, she gets there and it's like there are ghosts, you know, appearing and crying and whimpering all over the graveyard. She's like, what the hell is this mess? Winston does come out and basically she has to drink the moonshine herself. And then Winston jumps inside her body and experiences like the rush, I guess, of alcohol, you know, which was really interesting. She ends up drinking the whole bottle, okay, to get all the names. (laughs) for winston (laughs) and winston is a naughty ghost y'all he is a dirty naughty boy which also was hilarious because she's cursing him out drunk as a skunk by the time she gets back to um bones and he's like did you actually drink all the moonshine (laughs) like you were drunk you know you weren't supposed to drink the whole thing you were supposed to have a few sips and let him 
tell you the names because the whole purpose is that Winston, as a ghost, he can tell like if if these women have died, like he can right. give her names of right. women who've disappeared and and stuff. And she's like so, guzzling it after every single name he gives her. You every know? single name, <laughs> he would take another step, and he in Bones is like that is not how that was supposed to go down. It's so funny, so yeah, because that's so, the yeah, first it's time, very funny. Um, Bones ends up having to carry her because she's stumbling drunk, and she's like, "You're pretty." Like she tells yes. him, and he's like, "Oh my, this is interesting." Like you're gonna hate yourself. You're gonna hate yourself um, whenever you're sober, because so you know she would never compliment a vampire. Because no. the thing is, they're going through. Bones puts her through um, four weeks of heart training. Yes, um, because after they have their their initial um, whenever cat initially challenges bones of course she loses but he's <laughs> like you have potential you have spark yeah, and spunk yeah. and i can teach you to be better um and i'm going to come at you hard for four weeks and then the last week we'll work on your appearance and she's like what's wrong with my appearance bitch you in the arse it's yeah. just like, it's she's like, like yeah we're gonna, we're gonna like, make you do a proper oh, no. seductress doll <laughs> Yeah, like, don't worry. We'll work on that later. Let's get your strength up. And you know what? She, you know, she's she's lying to her parents saying that, you know, she found like a job or I meant her mom and that she found a job. Yeah. But she's really every single time going to the cave and training with Bones. And she's like, you know, I really – she has gotten a lot better. Her stamina's been up and she's gotten a lot quicker because, of course, Bones is super fast. And it has – benefited her as much as she would hate to admit it having to train with a vampire this loathsome creature who she would rather you know kill than be attracted to but it's benefiting her and she's like you know she doesn't want to admit it i think that's one of the most fun aspects is being in her point of view knowing Mm -hmm. that she's having like a good time but also like dang it i can't have a good time or dang it i can't she'll notice like right she'll notice how pretty his hair is or how nice his jawline is or something and like stop snap herself out of it and i love it he calls her kitten to get her riled up you know and of course it becomes like this pet name later on which i love mm-hmm. this is how this is the evolution of a nickname that i want you yes. know what i'm saying we yes. talk about unnecessary nicknames yes. and at first kitten is a name that he calls her because he knows that she doesn't want to be called kitten her name's cat and right. you know he's teasing her but then it becomes and it's Mm -hmm. so like that's how a nickname involves and it becomes special you know a thing they've had history and they had to work to get to the place that they are at the end of the book so anyway (laughs) I just wanted to point that out that I love his nickname for her kitten I do too and awesome (laughs) it just is awesome so let's talk about their first mark after all the training what goes down they go to um, a different bar not her usual haunts and and um, she sets up at the bar just like normal and in comes the guy, their target, and um, he falls into her traps. And one thing um, Bones had said is that this guy likes young girls, you know, and um, so and she has sort of cat has sort of a young face. I mean, she is like 22. She's not exactly old. You know, it's like he's going to he's going to be attracted to you, you know. Yes. And he, and he prepares her for that, saying that, you know. Make him feel like, you know, you got him with a fake ID, that you're actually younger and you're not not 21 yet and stuff like that. And Bones, one of the funniest things was during her her training, um, he literally dirty talked her to death (gasps) because she's so innocent and naive she doesn't have a lot of experience with guys and that's why she's so obvious whenever she approached bones for the first time that he knew something was up and it's so funny because he like tells her all these dirty things he wants to do to her because he's like you cannot be blushing whenever these vampires are going to approach you and do this like you're upping your game you're you're not going for these lowly newly created vampires we all know that and she's all saying like oh he just he's just saying that to make me blush but it's like oh no the stuff he's saying to her he really does want to do to her it's just perfect and you know what it was definitely helpful because this vampire is definitely not at all subtle no talking to cat he's just like he like is very crude yeah he's definitely very crude and so um it works though so the plan is for um her to get in his car and bones told her do not 
under any circumstances, let him get you in a building. You know, don't get yes. to his house. Like, mm-hmm. make sure you're like, make him pull over, make right. him pull over right. out in the open. And she also has this like watch that Bones set her up with that she presses a button to let Bones know, like, okay, now come, like, like here I am, come, I'm ready, like we're pulled over, whatever. So like, right. he has to hang back so that. Um, that vampire that's being targeted followed. cannot sense him. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. exactly, exactly. So they're on their way, and of course, this guy is like, like pushy. The other thing Bones had told her is like, don't wear underwear, don't wear any panties, because then he'll be able to sense you easily, and we'll be more ready to, you know, to party. And of course, Cat is just like so offended, but she does what he says, and um. So she's in the she's in the passenger seat and he's like, yeah, we're going to go to my house. And so instantly she's like, no, no, we can't go to your house. And she inches up her um, dress a little bit to like entice him like, no, let's pull over here. And so he starts like going for her in between her legs. And she's like, "Uh, no, I'm not letting this vampire touch me there. So she jumps in the back seat as this is all as they're they're sort of pulling off over, you know, into this little um, side road or whatever she gets in the back seat and wraps her arm around him from behind like whispers something dirty or whatever he immediately just like bites into her arm and starts sucking yes. her blood oh my god that was such an intense scene so then they're like swerving off the side of the road and then they're fighting in the back seat and then bones comes running in and you know r- rips him out of there you know she was able to defend herself but it was it was a scary this is not it like was the guy a close she's had call yes. because um she, she wasn't expecting him to drink from her and of course it like weakens her a little bit you know what I'm saying yeah. and uh but Bones is needs to question this guy like the whole purpose the whole reason why he was in the original bar in the first place is he's trying to track down this vampire called Hennessy, Hennessy. which I yes. find it's hilarious yes and you know he's trying to question this guy and being like you know where's Hennessy like he knows that this vampire Hennessy powerful vampire has something to do with local missing girls and right. apparently where they're at um it's like on like a ley line it's like basically the the um the world between you know normal and supernatural is very thin in that area so it's like it's definitely a hot spot for paranormal right. activity exactly. and Hennessy yeah. is drawn to this area and so bones is hunting him mm-hmm. and he has to go through all like these low level cronies to be able to work his way up and that's what cat's helping him do but this is the first time that cat hears that name Hennessy like right. she's getting more information I think that that's really like to keep our interest as a reader I think it's was a smart move to not give us all the information right. like what Bones is looking so for too. in yeah. the beginning yeah like, Bones we, doesn't lay it out like, for us Kat, Mm-hmm. Yes, just like Kat, we get, you know, information fed to us gradually mm-hmm. and it really keeps it, it's like the air of mystery is like so awesome and interesting that we're just like what's going to happen next. And I also like the the idea that like this even this vampire who was um I mean, he was pretty freaking powerful and almost overcame Kat and but Hennessy is like on another level, so it's kind of like for me, I was like, oh, shit, I wonder what this Hennessy guy is going to be like. You know, it's like really built my anticipation of this really big bad that we haven't met yet. Whenever Cat gets hurt, um, Bones wants to give her vampire blood oh, so that yeah. she'll feel faster. Mm-hmm. And Cat's just like so adamant about not uh, taking enough blood because she doesn't want to be turned into a full vampire and whatever. Right. And so like she – all of that prejudice against vampires, it's constantly being shoved in bones's face yeah which you know of course eventually comes to a head but yeah. it's just like very important to cat like she does not want to be fully a monster and she keeps bringing up you know lumping all vampires into this monster category exactly. even as she gets to know bones even as they have like this sort of friendship going on mm-hmm. which you can tell and those are the moments that i like i really love not love because I feel so bad, but like you can tell, like whenever she says stuff like 
that says like vampires are all evil, it really kind of hurts him. Yeah, like, you can I tell. Know. You can I know. tell. This is like cat. Like, haven't y'all been like working together? Y'all are partners, and he's shown you the ropes. He's taught you so much more about vampires because she knew next to nothing about how vampires operated and like hierarchy and you know yeah. their powers, their abilities. She had no idea, and he gives her all this information to help her survive. Mm-hmm. And she just like she's so stubborn. She's so stubborn, but I love it though. I really do love her character. I do too. It's so funny. I think this is definitely one of those books where I love the hero and heroine equally, you know, just as much. Like sometimes I love the hero more or something, but this one, like, I really and they're they're they are both flawed, like you said. They're they're not perfect, which I think is why I love them, but they also like she learns from her mistakes kind of thing too. Right, exactly. And I also, just as Kat opens up to Bones about her, not feelings of inadequacy, but Bones is able to understand that Kat's being kind of torn between two worlds. Yeah. And a lot of her driving force with hating vampires is on behalf of her mother. It's not really a vendetta that's personal to her because something's happened to her. Like a vampire has been after her or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Bones really understands that. And so in turn, he opens up about his past and just being like, yeah, I've known hardship. You know, I was turned, I grew up, my mom was actually a prostitute. And, you know, I eventually went into the biz. I was poor and destitute and I'm going to tell you about it. Like I'm not trying to hide away from my past and just like, Opening up about all this stuff, it's just you can tell he's he's being trying, vulnerable on purpose. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to awesome. trust her and show her, you know, I was human once too, mm-hmm. and I I've experienced pain and loss and sadness, and I still do. Yeah. Like I still have human feelings. He even talked just, about how he was turned against his will, even though it was a good friend of his. He didn't want it. He didn't mm-hmm. choose it. And so, but now he has this life and he's making the best of it. And so I think that's also something else that hit on Kat. She's like, oh, wait, okay. They're not, don't all vampires want to be this evil blood sucking monster? No, they don't. And you don't have to kill a person to drink from them. You know, that's another thing he corrects her on. Mm -hmm. I love when he brought up, you know, whenever you killed all those vampires, how do you know that all of them were guilty? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, well, they were going to kill me. And he was like, well, what makes you think that? Like, yes. w- were they were they just going to have a little drink or were they planning on killing you? Like, did you did they make any move or did, you know, and yeah. basically she has to think back and be like, you know, they were going for my throat, right? Like they were going to rip yes. rips my throat out, right? And, like, never even thought because she always thought that vampires go for their throat. She didn't even realize. And that's why whenever she was with that um, that first mark that she and Bones hit together, she wasn't expecting that guy to bite her on the wrist because that was one thing she never really knew. She just assumed they all bite from the neck. neck. Right. I so, love that scene. That made me, like, even step. I was like, ooh, cat. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like I that was to me exactly. very making her question her, you know, righteousness. You know, exactly. she always thinks that she's in the right, exactly. And I really think that that's really important. And another scene that I really, really enjoyed was Bones is like, okay, we have another, we have another mark to go to, and he brings her to this vampire club. It's a different scene because it it is, you know, vampires are everywhere, and she's yeah. like, oh my god, you brought me to a bar with like bunch of vampires like oh my god and so she sits at the bar and he's like yeah just wait and you'll know you'll know it whenever you see him he has like this accent whatever yeah because like he won't give her the names of like the marks or anything um because he says like you know she has too many tells whatever well guess what the mark ends up by being him and he's like you know we're taking a night off and you know you said you never got to really do this like just like enjoy being like a young girl so like this is your night off to enjoy stuff and so and he gives her and that's when he and that's when he gives her his real name his real name is crispin you know his human name and it's just like that was the best that was the best scene i love that it really is and she's never really had an opportunity to really let loose and like you said she doesn't have a lot of friends 
You know, she doesn't have like any friends. Yeah. She's grown up in this small town and, you know, been like this sort of pariah and this weird girl. And, you know, this is like a night where she just gets to be like this young 22 year old girl, you know, that she's never really gone. Exactly. I think it's like some, some self isolation, some town shunning. I think it's a little bit of both probably. Um, but like you said, she always wanted to be like a regular girl and go out and all these things. But her only purpose has been to kill vampires. You know, that is the only reason she goes anywhere and does anything, you know, until this time. And I love that he gave that to her. That was awesome. It was. Awesome. But, of course, the night goes awry. Oh, my um, goodness gracious. <laughs> she ends up by getting drugged by these, like, other humans who are yes. in the bar. and I knew. I knew Me they were. Too, I, I was like, I kept trying to get her to drink drinks, and I'm like, number one rule, cat, you do not ever take a drink oh that God. someone hands you that is not the bartender that you have not watched them make. Exactly, the drink. exactly. And so while they're at this bar, Hennessy ends up by walking into the bar because the last guy that they had killed, you know, <laughs> Hennessy's gotten word that his contact in that area is gone missing, and so. They weren't expecting him to, like, right. be there. And so now they're improvising. And Kat ends up by settling up to Hennessy. And Hennessy takes an interest in her. But she's mm-hmm. unknowingly been drugged by these human guys who pretended to be, like, friendly with her. Being like, oh, us humans have to stick together. And she basically told Bones. She's been very confused this whole night because her and Bones have a they go dance on the dance floor and she is feeling attraction to bones but she's like she's like no like she thinks all of these feelings of like confusion and her head being fuzzy or this confusion with bones and the proximity to him but it's honestly her being drugged and so like it's so much going on she's very overwhelmed there is. And then Hennessy, and then I love that Bones even confronts Hennessy right in front of her, but she mm-hmm. openly insults him, like insults Bones to, you know, perpetuate this play that, um, yeah, I was on a date with him, but I really don't like this guy, you know? And so Hennessy's like, get lost. Yeah, like he, he's an asshole. He's cocky and. Right. And so Hennessy's thinking, yeah, I got the girl you wanted, Bones. Exactly. You asked for, you know, whatever, you go away. I did have this moment where my heart just sank where she kind of goes to the bathroom. She's not feeling well. She goes to the bathroom and she sees, um, she sees bones drinking from a girl, like yes, on the other the side first of the like, wall or whatever. Him drinking and from she has like, somebody. Yes. And she's like jealous because <laughs> it looks very intimate. She is. She's upset. Her head's muddled because of the drinks and um, the the spiked drinks. And yeah, it's just like not, not good at all. And and the other two guys end up like when Hennessy goes to tell Bones to like fuck off or whatever. The other two guys get her to drink another drink like while she's standing around waiting. So she is like pretty much rohit mulled yes. out, you know. When Hennessy takes her to the car, she can barely do anything. And he's already like he has reverted to vampire mode where he's just like, shut up, bitch. You know, he's being really cold and sinister and she has to pretend that that works on her, you know, kind of sort of um, saved because she was about to be, you know, in a building, just like bones told her never to be like, he's like, yeah, we're going to go back to my place or whatever. But she's like, I need to throw up. And the only reason why he pulls over is because he's like, do not throw up in my car. Like my BMW, it almost gets bad. Like Hennessy definitely almost has an opportunity to take advantage of Kat, but Bones does make an appearance. Yeah, he does drink from her. He bites her. And the, the only thing that the really saves her, she's able to hit have enough cognizance to hit that watch. Right. And Bones does appear. And unfortunately, Hennessy gets away. And now he knows that Bones is on to him and that it was a setup with Kat yes. and stuff. And so he's yes. been tipped off now. But then Bones right. realizes, you know, what is wrong? Like, what's going – like, you, you're you acting weird. And she realizes she's like, I think I've been drugged. She's like, it was that, those guys at the bar. And Bones is – pissed oh off. my god the fight, long story short killing <laughs> them killing them because this is like yeah that they that they did they had gotten to other girls before and you know so they end up by and, they, and he caught him with a, a different girl 
yeah. that night. That's exactly. Really, so oh revenge is sweet. Yeah. I love those revenge scenes. Yeah, of course. Of yes. course you do, you yeah. bloodthirsty woman. <laughs> I was very happy you decapitated one and did whatever to the other one. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, a ton of stuff happens in this book. I'm trying to like speed yeah. through all of these I know. Okay. Now we're a third of the way through, guys. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> no. But no, seriously, we are a third of the way through. But yeah. um, so Kat is now going to go to college. She's been putting off college for yeah. a while now. And she basically is getting an apartment um, off campus. And she's going to these classes. And she meets this girl who strikes up a conversation. And it's just like, oh, you should come out with this. You should come out with this. It'll be fun. Come get ready at my apartment. Well, Kat goes to this girl's apartment. And this girl is acting so weird, okay? And all of a sudden, she whips out this gun, and she's like, oh, you farm girls are so easy, you know, basically, like, oh, my my um, my um bosses or whatever will love this. And Kat annoyingly has stumbled into Hennessy's ring um, for yeah. trafficking. So she ends up by killing this girl who's a human. And this is whenever Kat's like – you know, her morals are called into question because she has no trouble killing vampires. But, of course, this is the first time she's killed, like, someone human, um, her right. own species, because she always tends to identify with the human side of her first. She calls Bones, who immediately comes and helps her, you know. Yeah. And it's just they're getting closer and closer, one step closer to Hennessy. They find another girl who is being held and there's just there's just a lot going forward not to mention right. that cat and bones are getting a little you know it's getting harder <laughs> to deny the attraction yeah. and one of my favorite yeah they've had scenes, a few moments yes one of my favorite scenes is when Bones basically confesses his attraction to her, is so angry that she keeps bringing up the evilness of vampires and basically tells her, like, you know, you're never looking at me. You're always looking through me. Like, you're seeing what I am, like a vampire. Like, just, I want you yeah. to, like, look at me. Like, really look at me. And whenever she does... And she, like, realizes, like, yeah, I cannot deny this attraction. And I've been pushing yeah. this these feelings away. And she basically caves right then and there. <laughs> and she just, like, yeah, I want you. And they do it. They have hot, hot sex. And it is hot vampire uh, human half-breed sex. Yes. It's awesome. Yes. And <laughs> this is very important, though, too, because the only experience that she's had has been with Danny. And he is like, I'm going to give you an experience that you should have had. Yeah. So this is kind of the start of their, you know, secret relationship because she's sneaking around. Um, there's yeah. plenty of... We have some pop-ins from mom at the apartment and stuff. Oh, her neighbor, her little nerdy neighbor guy. Neighbor. Oh, my God. Her neighbor is so, so freaking shy and cute. And she pretends she's like she's dating her neighbor whenever her mom pops over because – and she tells her neighbor that her – like, because her neighbor has met Bones. And he's like, yeah. well, I can't – why doesn't your mom, you know, like, you know, your boyfriend? Why can't you say who you're dating? And she's like – um, my mom doesn't like British people. <laughs> she had a she had an ex who was a, an Englishman. <laughs> like, it's just like so ridiculous, and he just I know it's so it's so funny. So sweet. I just I loved uh I love the moment too when Bones comes in, like when they're like hugging, like platonically hugging or something. Uh, uh cat and the neighbor, I can't remember his name, but he go walks in, and he's like, she's my girl. You know, he's yes. pretty much like, what are you doing? Like he's just like and so Kat's jealous, just, like exasperated. She's like, "Oh my god!" Like there's nothing going on yeah. with us. Like until she experiences jealousy herself. So one thing that happens is, um, Cat goes back to the cave one day and she senses another vampire that is not Bones on the premises, and so oh she god, like goes so full. So she goes in a full cat mode, attacks him, brings him down, like pummels him, like like almost unconscious and brings him down and is like you know holding him there like who are you she's got his face like screwed into the rock cave and stuff he's like i'm i'm K bones's best friend you know? yes <laughs> so sad this is like one of the he's 
original friend. But I love it. Like, she it doesn't even take his word for it. Like, she just like, yeah, you stay right there. We'll wait until Bones comes. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to be about that. Yeah. We're going to see <laughs> about that. And then I love when Bones shows up and he goes, man, you weren't kidding about her. He's like, I told you. Yeah. you know, like, she's like, he's like ruthless. so proud. He's like so proud to have Kat as a girlfriend. Like, he absolutely loves it. And I think that's one of the best things about the cat and bones relationship is like he is so proud of her for being a badass like and he loves every second of it i just love it of course he doesn't want her to be in danger and he has his moments where he tries to get her to stay behind but that's not in her nature and he 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 knows it he knows it but he has to try you know he has to protect his love his kitten his his woman his kitten so his friend is um coming to an alliance with them and uh, he gets a call that he gets. I love when he gets this phone call. And he's like, what? Who? All right. Yeah. Like, and then Kat's like, I'm coming. He's like, I knew you would be. And you can tell, like, he's not really happy about taking her wherever they're going. He's like, we have somebody on Hennessy's right. team who wants to switch sides. There is this drop dead gorgeous woman named Fra- vampire named Francesca. It made me think of, um, Oh my God, who's my favorite actress in, um, the matrix. And the first one. No, not Trinity. favorite actress. Mm-mm. I don't know who's your favorite. Actress. Okay. Hang on. I got to give me, give me one second. Oh, Monica Bellucci. That's it. Francesca remind in my head. I saw Monica Bellucci and it is easy to tell instantly that she and bones either had a past or she wants something, you know, wants a sexual relationship with him because she's very like flirty. Oh yeah, she's sexy, not shy you know, about saying like she's known that. Bones carnally. <laughs> but y'all, Hat loses her shit. She goes, "He's mine," and like grabs onto him. At one point, she grabs his his dick. Yes, she does one hundred percent. And Bones is loving it. Bones is loving it. He's just like. This is great. And his friend's like just like snickering on the other side, like, what is Faith, happening? Like, this is like contain his laughter. Like, this is some funny yes. ass shit. And there's a cat fight about to take place, y'all. <laughs> just, so no pun intended. No pun fight. intended. But, <laughs> so they get to and Cat's just like, God damn it, what's wrong with me? And Bones is like, nothing, nothing's wrong with me. Like, this is great. And I love it. So awesome. <laughs> So we learned that Francesca's willing to play on their side. She wants to, uh, she wants, um, basically Hennessy is her master and each like there's a vampire hierarchy. And if you always need to have somebody at your, the lead of your, I guess, family or whatever, your clan, and they're the one to protect you against others. Like it's not a good idea to. Yeah. You can't be like alone because then you don't have that, you know, support. You know, you don't have those built-in right. allies. Right. So she basically says, you know, if I, if we can get away from him, I want to be yours. I want you to take me. And then Cat <laughs> likes, no, like freaks out. <laughs> like, no, he will not take you. <laughs> like, and then they have to explain what take means. It's so like awkward, uncomfortable, but hilarious all at the same time. It was such a good scene. So then, you know, now we know she's going to be working on the inside. But at the same time, they have a conversation after that. And they're walking. Bones chooses to walk down the stairwell. And there's this sexual tension between the both of them after that scene. Because now she's like hands to herself, trying to pretend she's normal. She's carrying on some stupid, mundane conversation. And he's barely listening. They make it like three floors. And then he just like throws her up against the wall and like rips off, rips her jeans down. And like, oh, yeah, they have this like banging sex against the wall. It's awesome. You know, it's just it's intense. And he's like, I didn't know what you really felt about me. But now I do. Like, I see that. Yes. <laughs> you do have feelings for me, whether you want exactly. to admit them or not. You know, and she's sort of kind of gives in. It's just kind of like this push and pull um, of whether who's going to be the first to admit how deep their feelings yeah. are going and that's one of the reasons why when um cat's mom comes to the apartment and she's always hiding bones like at one point she even stuffs him in the closet which is really hilarious yes. but also kind of sad because bones is just like if you want a future with me like 
you're going to have to eventually tell your mom, like, you know, I'm not evil. Like, she's going to have to come to terms with it. Like, you're going to have to tell her and make her see, you know, and if you're not willing to fight for me, then what are we doing? And he like storms off one time. And, but I really love it because she realizes after days of not, you know, seeing bones and, um, them having this fight, she realizes how much she just, is unwilling to let him go and that she needs to let go of these old prejudices and she needs to just take a chance and ends up by telling him, you know, I I, I missed you. And if my mom's going to disown me for this, then I don't care because, you know, basically you're worth it. Um, And that she's not going to apologize for like loving him now. And I just absolutely love it. I just love the way that their relationship unfolds. I think it's very organic, but also it's just, completely Definitely. fun because i mean holy shit there's just so many scenes just like the francesca scene Y'all, that just crack me yeah we're just like we're skimming we're skimming quickly okay there's so there's some i know we're missing um just we don't want our podcast to be our episode to be three hours long right so exactly. <laughs> but you get i mean this is not one of those books where you can like skip a page and then you're gonna totally lose something you know absolutely um, Let's move ahead a little bit towards the climax then where yes. um, where they realize Cat and Bones realize quickly that because she gets a visit at her apartment from two detectives. Yes. Who have traced her first kill, which she had like, you know, sort of haphazardly buried and they found the car that she dumped and all this stuff. Yeah, they had her the on guy- like, surveillance leaving with a guy in that car that had been reported missing, right. connected to this missing person right. who now they popped up. Just a bunch of breadcrumbs. Right. So suddenly this information is just cropped up and this happened like six years prior. And Bones immediately is like, we've got to go home right now. We've got to go see your, you know, your grandparents and your mom immediately. And I realize that this is Hennessy who's finding, who's finding her through, you know, these, you know, now that the detectives know he has people inside the police department there. Hennessy is going to know, and you know, how to get back to her and everything else. So they rush back to um, her uh, grandparents, her mom's place. Her grandparents are both killed. Yes. And her mom is gone. Yes. You know, and so this is a devastating mm-hmm. moment where it's like all her fears are like being materialized. Yes. And you know, she's like, she knows how her mom feels that. about vampires and she just like cannot stand the thought of her mom who's already suffered so much at the hands of one right. vampire being in the hands of like this heinous Hennessy who, you know, who knows what she's going to do. And so she's exactly. just like, we need to find her. We need to get her back. And that's when Bone says, you know, they don't really want you. They want me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they decide, you know, this is what we're going to do. You know, and so they come up with a plan where he's going to surrender. It's basically almost a suicide mission. Like, they know that they're probably not going to make it out. But, like, at least they can try to get her mom out and get her to safety. Um, Because they know that they're going into basically the lion's den. Hennessy's going to have a thousand men, you know. Not a thousand. But he's going to have dozens of men guarding the mom, you know, prepared for anything. But, you know all they can do is basically try and you know the one advantage is nobody's ever come across a half breed like cat and so they right. don't know what she's capable of they don't know they just think she's weak you know exactly of course they're going to be looking at bones and thinking that he's the target they need to worry about but they don't know that bones has been training cat and she's very lethal so there's a huge there's a huge fight. They do rescue um, Kat's mom. Yeah, she had called 911 right before, knowing they could hear her inside the house. Yes. Right before she went in. And so that really helped because the cops are arriving at the same time. Like, they're all still fighting and trying to. So it makes some of them scatter. You know, it was a good mm-hmm. plan. Exactly. And there's one particular, there's, like, a couple of henchmen. Like, one's named Switch. And, like, she's like, you're going to die. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I think Switch was the one was that one killed her grandparents. Yes. And so she sends Bones after switch she's the one who kills hennessy in a standoff at the very end while bones is going after switch and it's just a lot is going on and so bones has been (laughs) 
um, with Switch, and she has lost a lot of blood. She ends up in a hospital, okay? And there's this guy that walks in, and he's saying that he's from this special division. It's basically like the CIA and the FBI, like kind of combined. Like the X-Files. Yes, exactly. They research, like, paranormal stuff and he also has and he's like don't you know we know what you're capable of and this guy's like a navy seal or whatever um tate bradley basically don't get any funny ideas but he's trying to rile her up because he because she's denying everything she's denying that she has like yeah. sort of powers but they do rile her up and she does like rip the railing <laughs> off the bed and like hits not out in like yes. two seconds Yes, and basically he was like, um, this guy, Don, is like, I knew it, I knew it, and like basically kind of blackmails her into working for him. Um, Yeah. And also they want Bones dead, you know, because she's a half vampire, so she's at least human. They kind of also think that vampires are all evil as well and so mm-hmm. in order to protect bones um there's a scene where bones tries to rescue her once she's in their cap once she's captive or whatever and she has a few days with him where she's right. basically like she's spinning her last moments before she knows she has to say oh, no, protect so him and like her mom's like oh. so pissed like that that um that cat's with this guy bones that who's a vampire and stuff yeah. and she's telling her mom like on the sly like we're leaving we're leaving and so basically like, just be quiet i'm i have a plan we're going to leave in without him exactly. you know so the whole plan well, my heartbreak is <laughs> no the whole plan is for her to go work for don um in order for bones to make a clean break without telling him she basically fakes bones death and mm-hmm. goes, works for Don um, so that they don't have this government after them. Because she's just like, what life would that be? Me and Bones running from the government for years? Like, yeah. no. Like, I don't want to live like that. I want him to live. You know, and her, him. when she put, when she laid it all out there, because, and me, I'm like, come on, you have to find a way. But I then know. when she laid it all out there, it's like, first of all, her mom would not want to be with her in the vampire. It's very obvious that her mother, there's nothing that is going to convince her that that bones is any different than any other vampire. And she's very prejudiced against every single one of them. They're yes. all disgusting, evil, whatever. So she realizes that eventually she's just going to keep running away. And that's the guy, Don or whatever. He points it out. It's like, she's just going to keep running away, you know? Like, yeah. Like what you're going to do, like, you're never going to leave your mom, you know, alone, unattended, you know, she's part of this thing now and, you know, she has to be protected and she's never going to want to stay with you and, um, and bones, you know, and that guy. So what are your options really? So she feels like yeah. she's being backed into a corner and she makes a decision. Yeah. The only way to protect bones, I, she feels like is if she just goes, disappears, you know exactly so that's how book one ends and can you see why i immediately started i know and see now i'm furious with you because i have another podcast book to read and i want to go read it again now i want to go read the second one i know so this book is awesome first of all the world building is phenomenal we just have dipped our toe into the vampire world i think what's really awesome about this is even though the book ends on them not being together right now. We still got so much with them actually being in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Even though it was like yes. she's hiding it for her mom. Like we still get a lot of relationship stuff. It's not like they just decide to be together at the very end. And it's just like, oh, wait till next time. It's like I feel like I actually got, you know, some meat to their romance. I felt that way too. And I'm going to tell you this, that I don't always feel that way in book one's book book ones of paranormal series that have one couple, you know, along, I I don't always feel that way. But at the end of this one, even though my heart was breaking, yes, knowing she left him and said goodbye, and he didn't even know. And he's just like hugging her. I'll be back later, babe, or what kitten or whatever. And I'm just like, no, no, she's leaving you. I mean, I was really hurt. But at the same time, I felt so good about like, I know, you know, I don't know how to say it other than yes, it ends on a cliffhanger. But you get this rich, deep relationship in one book that yeah, you know. Yeah, and you know that they're not done, you know? I mean, yeah. there's no yeah. there's no secret. This is the long-standing yeah. series. They're not done. So <laughs> it's absolutely phenomenal. It's 
a thousand percent yeah. worth it. And um, you should yeah, all go absolutely. read it and read the entire series and catch up with me because I'm still going. I'm planning on reading the next <laughs> one right as soon oh as we're God. done with this one. I'm jumping into it. So, of course. Yeah. Well, I'm not I'm not too far behind you. I promise. Yes. Okay. Well, let's do showdown quickly before we close out, Jess. Yes. You first. Okay. So, my favorite scene is actually the scene where Bones pretty much confronts Kat about her feelings that she's denying because no. they've had, like you said earlier, they've had these, you know, kind of close calls where Kat's yeah. been out of it and she said that, you know, oh, you're pretty or even whenever she – one time she even told him to kiss her and he's just yeah. like, oh, my God, no. Like, And so she wakes up <laughs> and whenever she remembers that she says that, she always backtracks, always like freaks out and wants to run away. And it was right. one time too many and Bones is just like, No. Like, you're not going to all of a sudden go back on it. Like, we kissed and you need to confront it and you need to, like, look at me like a man and not a vampire. Like, it was one of the most affecting scenes because I don't – we don't always get scenes in romances with the hero pretty much laying it all out on the line. Yes. Not he's knowing. the emotionally mature one. Yes. He's <laughs> the one. He's the one pretty much wearing his heart on a sleeve. Hoping right. that she's not going to reject she's him again. Yeah. You know? And it was mm-hmm. just one of the most beautiful scenes because I was not expecting her to be like immediately agree and be like, you're right. I am being a coward and I do want you right now and for it to go like full yeah. throttle. And so that I was, I literally cheered out loud whenever this scene happened. Yeah. I was like, yes. I was like, That's finally. So, so that was one of my favorite. Oh my gosh. It made me love Bones so much, and he's just amazing. I, I know. love him. <laughs> <laughs> he is. I love that scene. I totally, totally agree. So that's okay. So that was yeah, that was the winner. But I will go ahead and share <laughs> mine anyway. Um, so I it was hard to narrow down because there's so many I loved, but I think mine. And though I always hate it when the heroine gets jealous <laughs> in this book. I loved it because it forced her to, um, you know, face her feelings and be very aggressive in front of other people. The whole Francesca scene. Basically claim him and whenever claim him. her automatic reaction is to like distance herself from him. So yeah, it was a definite awesome yeah. scene. Yeah. She had her claws like on his dick. Like this is mine. Like, you know, literally like, it was, there was no like, thinking to herself, like, why am I acting this way? I'm being crazy. Like, I can't, she still can't stop herself. Can't it's so it. funny. And then, and I love the part, like how that merges right into um, the, um, the stairwell sex scene, because it's also, even though it's like super, super hot sex scene, it's, emotional too because he's like the whole time like i know you how you feel about me now i know how you know yes, it's just like, like finally ugh. finally it's like, like that was the hottest thing there. ever yes exactly yeah, I, I love d- it i love sex scenes they're emotionally intense like they're that so you know intense. like everything about them is intense you know yeah i just love it's it awesome all right you guys well we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next one where we'll be reviewing take a hint danny brown by talia hibbert Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A.